0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Okay, there is at least a little former Texan flavor for each of these four teams playing this weekend. Welcome back in. Football Friday, Payne and Pendergast with you. Um, getting a lot of people weighing in on the running back topic from the previous segment. We'll mix in some of your comments in just a little bit. Uh, It would be logical that there's former Texan influence on these teams because it feels like with as many people as as have been through the building over the last three years, in and out of the building, that there's former Texans on pretty much every team, like several. It feels like on pretty much every team. So, Seth, I've got the list here. So, if we're looking for rooting interest this weekend – in the AFC title game, Baltimore and Kansas City, in the NFC title game, Detroit and San Francisco, based on former Texans, both players and staff members, who are we favoring here? Who do we like? And I'll start with Baltimore. Baltimore's got some uh Baltimore's got some 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 good flavor on it here. Judeavion Clowney.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um who is Jay Johnson that I put here? Uh
2: uh, the quarterback. Um, oh, Josh Johnson. Yeah, 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 Josh, 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 Josh Johnson. That doesn't my count. That doesn't count. Well, he's a You're former Texas. Dirty fraud. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'm deleting him right now. But I couldn't remember <laughs> who it for, was. He's played for almost. Li- hasn't he? Literally played for like. Yes. Half the teams in the league. Go look yeah. at his Wikipedia yeah. page. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a
1: bad job by me. Uh, Judevion Clowney, Anthony Weaver. We love Anthony Weaver. Uh, George Gotzi is the tight ends coach there. And Mike Devlin is the much maligned former offensive line coach who is the assistant offensive line coach for the Ravens Oh, right he's now. the assistant offensive assistant line coach. coach. He's not the offensive not line the, coach. Not the, not oh, the big kahuna, right. yeah. I misled
2: you then last week. I apologize. Ba- Vandy
1: texted me right after that and said he's the assistant line coach last week. Thanks for week. listening,
2: Vandy. Yeah. And also well-actuallying me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, boy, that's not really uh, – yeah, I love Anthony Weaver, yeah. former teammate of mine. Um, and I've grown to I've grown to really love Clowney. Same, I can enjoy his does, eccentricities when he's not a Houston Texan. Yeah does the
1: Does the aura of Clowny and Weaver outweigh the O'Brien minionness of George Costly and Mike Devlin? <laughs> that is the question.
2: I'm gonna say. I like, you know what? I'll give I'll give Godsey credit for finally getting out from underneath Bill O'Brien's spell. Right. He right. was a, he was a quarterback for O'Brien in college, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was one of those guys that was like a, a Bill O'Brien minion. Mm-hmm. And so I like, okay, he's off on. It. He's been independent for a while. He now. has. He's been yeah. living on his own for a while now. Good for him. <laughs> Paying the Good rent for him. Yeah. <laughs> Paying all but, the bills. But uh, I mean, I I'll put them uh, without without seeing the rest of them yet. It's always dicey when you grade. You know, when you when you judge the first contestant, you gotta do everything else based off of that first right, that Right, first score. We're
1: setting the benchmark. Ooh,
2: I'll put that at, on a scale of one to ten, where ten is I'm really pulling for them because of that. I'll put them at a six.
1: Six. Okay, that's yeah. about right. I think I, I think I think Weaver and Clowney outweigh the Gottsie yep. Devlin effect for me slightly. So I'll go with you on that six. All right, Kansas City, two f- pretty prominent former Houston Texans that I think people feel a certain kind of way about both of these guys. Hmm. And these were both guys who kind of fell out of favor with the post-O'Brien regime, it felt like. Either either the regime fell out of favor with them, or they fell out of favor with the regime, and, and they remember, are.
2: Remember, I generally, my rule is, okay, when you're in a dysfunctional situation, oftentimes the, the same person is the one that ends up looking like the malcontent, because same people are not content in a dysfunctional relationship. Correct. Yeah.
1: Um, the two former Texans are Charles and Menahou, uh, who's uh, part of their D line okay. rotation. Got okay. shipped mm-hmm. out of here for like a day three pick. He,
2: he went to San Francisco, played well, but then there was an incident, and I've never followed up on it. Oh, so off, I, the field, I, I, yeah. I, off the field, yeah, uh, off the field, and now he finds himself in Kansas City. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> Where they're
1: totally cool with off the field incidents, it seems like in Kansas City. Yeah, uh, yeah. and Justin Reed is. He's played very well for Kansas City Boy, his two years th- there.
2: The thing about Justin Reed, and Justin Reed's the first guy I always think of when you think of, all right, okay, he had some kind of an exchange with David Culley, and like I don't give a damn because, again, you can be a sane person in a dysfunctional situation, you're going to act out, you know? Um, and because Justin Reed is the poster child for clean legal hits in today's America— like, like he does he has a knack for hitting receivers legally leading with his shoulder keeping his head out of it to the point where sometimes he he separates his own shoulder but still also breaks and bruises ribs on intended receivers so uh, they, i'll put these guys at a 7 a 7
1: okay yeah, yeah yeah i think both of these guys are well thought of by texan fans for sure um all right san francisco chris conley who by the way was the one that got into the fight with justin reed reportedly over that whole cully kerfuffle you just referenced that's Boy, right, we could yeah. get a Super Bowl where Justin Reed and Chris Conley are brawling at midfield at some point. Well, not
2: a, not a fight, but an argument, right? Like they yeah, were an argument, but I like other. to call it a fight. Oh, okay, I think they're going to have
1: a rematch in the Super Bowl and brawl at midfield. All right, so here are the former Texans on the Niners. Chris okay. Conley, to Sean Gibson, who was here for oh, a year in 2019, right. played well. Yeah. Um, Terrence Mitchell is on the practice squad. <laughs> Remember Ter- oh, my goodness. Yeah, uh, and then, of course, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, is the head coach there? Former Texans coach Johnny Holland. Johnny is,
2: Holland. Well, and he's uh, Johnny Holland's got cancer right now, doesn't he? Incurable. No, you're right. Yeah, it's been, been, it was, it's been a big story. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's a big mentor to Ryan Oh boy, Demico Ryan's. I like Johnny Holland was here. I want to say he came in as I was getting. I, I think. Yeah, I want to say he came in the year I got cut, but I actually had like an awesome conversation with him. He, um,
1: I checked yeah. this when I read the article. Yeah. It never came up on the show. He was here in 2006.
2: That's right. Okay. Yep. Yep. He, yep. Um, yeah. I liked him a lot, man. Yep. Uh, so, and then there's
1: two Kubiaks on the staff, Clint and Clay. So there's a lot of Texan flavor on this one.
2: I know nothing of the Kubiak children, mm-hmm. but uh, the Johnny Holland one. What did I rate the Chiefs a six? Seven. Seven. Did the Chiefs a seven?
1: Seven and the Ravens a six? Right. Okay. Now.
2: This is based. This is only based on these criteria. Yeah these these, these individuals yeah. I'm still gonna pull for the Ravens in general because right. I want them to beat the chiefs but I'll go ahead and give them an uh, I'll have to give them an eight yeah San Francisco gets an eight yeah yeah
1: that sounds about right there's really nobody on there to dislike you know what I mean like those are those are all all seem like and, and without knowing the coup Ku- I'm gonna guess the Kubiak kids the apple doesn't fall far from the tree and they're as pleasant as the old man um last one Detroit. Very little Texan flavor with Detroit. The only player on the roster that was a Texan that I could find was Jalen Reeves-Mabin, who was part of the, the Collin Mabin family. Yeah, the pre- <laughs> yes, they are Aaron Mabin. Yeah. So Jalen Reeves-Mabin, who is actually a starting linebacker for them now, he was a backup on the Texans. He plays and he plays on special teams for them. The big one, Seth, Aaron Glenn, your former teammate, is the defensive yeah. coordinator there. Yeah. So what's I'll the uh... rootability for the Lions for you?
2: I'll give it a. I'll give it a. I'll give them a, a, nine, a nine. just based on Aaron Glenn. Okay, former, he's a, of all of those people. He was the one I was a teammate with the longest, and also the one that I was uh, first impressed with. Just because as a, I, I was a young buck myself of twenty eight or so yeah. when I uh, when I was. I think Aaron's like a year or two older than me, and uh, and kind of like D'Amico. I was like, this might be the most mature person I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And Aaron, uh, he's an Aggie, and he also like was um, I don't I remember talking to him. He's got a really impressive story in terms of was not like a was wasn't a great student in high school at all. Like basically got the star athlete treatment and everything. And when he got to college, realized like, oh, I gotta get my crap together and and like really just be. I think kind of transformed himself. Uh, in a lot of ways, and uh, it's it's really cool to see him. It, like he's and he's had it. Like he's got weak cornerbacks on that defense. Like they've he's been under the gun a lot in the last couple of years, while having to manage a lot of issues defensively. And I think they've outperformed uh, their roster in a lot of ways. Yeah, and
1: he may go through this cycle and not get a job this time around too. Whereas I thought yeah. he was, you know, he was one of the guys near the top for a lot of teams.
2: Just real quick to yeah. sum up, I think you thought I was full of crap on the Maben thing. Did yeah. you know about the Mabin family? I did
1: not. I mean, I knew oh, I knew okay. who Aaron Maben was. I didn't know they were all related. So, well, yeah. Cameron
2: Maben, oh, um, yeah. oh you the outfield, played for the Astros. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. They've got an NBA player, a WNBA player, and then oh, two NFL first-round I, picks. I, yeah, I did, I did not know this. Yeah, I, yeah, I, it's like an incredibly prolific family. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Wow, all those sports. Cameron Mabin's name got brought up when you and I were talking about short-time Astros that you would buy a drink for that were part of this run. Remember, he was an an outfielder on the first—he was like a trade deadline pickup on the first World Series championship team here. He was fun, too. Amy and I sat in the Crawford Boxes uh, in September of 2017. I think it was the first game—first home game after Harvey. And we were at that game in the Crawford Boxes, and he was playing left field. He was fun. He was one of these left field fielders that chatted with the fans out there and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh,
2: Oh, no, I remember you sell Yeah. I remember you telling that story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. He's fun. He's fun. Um,
2: no, they've got a huge family. Like, it's not just like Jeeves Raven. Maven wasn't, uh, uh, you know, a first round pick, but like John Avery is a cousin. He was a first-round pick. Oh, the running back! Um, yeah, yeah. Aaron Maven was a first-round pick. There's a, there's Marquez Maven. There's a, like there's all these, all these professional athletes from Dude, this family. It's really astounding. their
1: family reunion. Like the, 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 yeah, the potato the sack race. Yeah, Olympics and everything. Three-legged yeah. race, dodgeball. <laughs> like it must be amazing. Absolutely.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: All right. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you on a football Friday. Uh, quick one here, uh, Seth, because it's somebody preferring Saquon Barkley and I want you to uh, debunk this real quick. Henry doesn't – Derrick Henry doesn't look quick enough, and Texans allow the back to get hit in the backfield way too often. I prefer Saquon Barkley.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, that's a – Like, if the Texans aren't going to fix that issue, then you're dumb to sign any of these running backs. Like, uh, like, okay, I'm not going to spend a boatload of money if I'm expecting these guys to suck because they get hit in the backfield. (laughs) There's no no running back you sign with the thought of like, well – we just, we'll let the offensive line be, and uh, we'll just let everybody, there's very few running backs that, that have to duck, dodge, and uh, swerve right. away from contact in the backfield all the time, and are still good. So I don't, yeah, I I agree with you. They do get, they do allow guys to get hit in the backfield more, too often, but in trying to create a coordinated zone running system, it is, when done properly, it is a complete coordinated effort between the offensive line, the quarterback, and the running back, in a way that a lot of running backs just aren't capable of figuring out, and Derrick Henry has been very, very good in that regard. So if they can figure, if they can figure the offensive line part of it out, Derrick Henry is still, you know, you know, you know what? Another thing. Yes, you're correct about the getting hit in the backfield, but Derrick Henry gets like a half yard more per carry after contact with yeah, Saquon Barkley. That's does. true too. Like he just he goes, he's moving forward when he gets hit and yep, goes down.
1: Yep. Except when he plays the Texans in Week 15. Other than that. He's moving forward yeah, all the time. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: A, now that tennis – and you have to please understand, that Titans offensive line bad. was atrocious. Really bad. As bad as you think the Texans offensive line is, the Titans were twice as bad. Yep. They were atrocious.
1: Um, Will Anderson, power ranking coaches. C.J. Stroud using the D word. D'Amico Ryan's basically putting his cards on the table, in my mind, in free agency. The best of the week is next.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy –